Now, I don't know if you'd remember this or not, because it's been a long time. Way back in Genesis, you had the offering of Isaac, right? Genesis 22, an incredible chapter. Do you remember how God responded after Abraham passed the test? Do you remember God says something in Genesis 22 that, that he had not said anywhere before that? God, God swore to Abraham that his offspring would be like the stars of heaven and the sand that's on the, sh- on the seashore. And then he says, and your offspring, Abraham, shall possess the gate of his enemies. See, God promised innumerable offspring to Abraham, but there would be one offspring whom God would raise up, who would conquer his enemies. And then just a little bit later in Genesis 24, remember when Isaac, the story of Isaac and Rebekah and how Rebekah is being asked basically like Abraham, are you willing to go out to a land that you've never seen in, in trust in the promise of the Lord? And she says, I'll go. And then they blessed Rebekah when she was leaving home. And they said to her, this is Genesis 24, 60, our sister, may you become thousands of ten thousands. And may your offspring possess the gate of those who hate him. See, the the promise of God to Abraham was of both innumerable offspring and of a conquering seed. A seed that would be raised up and crush his enemies and take the gate of his enemies. Now we are in 2 Samuel, all the way back in chapter 8 and we've seen David rise up to the throne and we've already seen him winning defeating Goliath defeating many others but you come right after the covenant that God makes with David in 2 Samuel 7 and 2 Samuel 8 David defeats everybody wherever he goes as king he is possessing the gate of his enemies he is conquering, crushing his enemies. Thousands and thousands of soldiers come against him and his army. But 2 Samuel chapter 8, verse 14, at the end, this is probably a good summary. It says, And the Lord gave victory to David wherever he went. Wherever he went, David is undefeated, cannot be defeated, it seems like, because the hand of the Lord is with him. David is a man after God's heart, and so God is giving David victory wherever he goes. He is fulfilling the promises to Abraham and to Rebekah and to Judah. And and really, all of the promises of Scripture seem to be coming at least in the right direction through David, if not being fulfilled in David as he's this conquering king. They say, what was David like as a king? I mean, we've seen these different things about him being a man after God's own heart, jealous for the name of God, a man full of faith, a humble man, a man not willing to take vengeance into his own hands, but trust his life and his future to the hand of the Lord. But if you want to know what David was like, I don't know that there's a better picture than 2 Samuel 
chapter 9. Chapter 8, David the conquering king, victory wherever he goes. You think, wow, that's an awesome king, and he is. But I think I love the story even more of 2 Samuel chapter 9. Look at 2 Samuel chapter 9. David said, Is there still anyone left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? I mean, think, David is, he's just ruling, his kingdom is spreading. And then he's thinking back to a promise, a pledge he had made to his dear friend, Jonathan, the son of Saul. Jonathan and David had pledged themselves to care for one another. And if one of them died, to always take care of of the other's family. And now David is having rest from all of these victories and he's, and he's thinking, is there anybody left from Jonathan's house so that I can show kindness to him? And word comes to David that there is one. There is a son of Jonathan, a servant. Uh, uh, this is verse Chapter 9, verse 2, there there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. They called him to David. The king said, are you Ziba? He says, I am. Isn't there somebody left in the house of Saul so I can show kindness to him? Well, Ziba said, well, there's still a son of Jonathan. He's crippled in his feet. And the king said to him, well, where is he? The king sends for him. His name is Mephibosheth. It's going to be hard to say. You'll probably hear me say that a few times in this in this video, and Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, whom you would think this guy is, of course, going to be an enemy, right, of David, or at least he would think, well, David, he's maybe been in hiding because he's a descendant to the throne via Saul's line, Saul, Jonathan, Mephibosheth. And now David is calling out for Mephibosheth to come, and, and he doesn't know why, and he's, he's lame, he's crippled. So how, how, does this, how did this happen? Because he was, being, uh, he was on the run, I think, uh, as, uh, as a young man, and, and his feet had, or, uh, he had been crippled in his feet. And so this is, this is like a nobody, right? If anything, he'd be David's enemy. Verse 6, Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, son of Saul, came to David and fell on his face and paid homage to David. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold, I'm your servant. And David said to him, Do not fear, for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I'm going to restore to you all the land of Saul, your father, and you're going to eat at my table always. And he paid homage and he said, What is your servant that you should show regard for a dead dog such as I? Mephibosheth realizes, David should probably kill me. He'd think of me as his enemy. I'm a crippled man. I've got nothing to offer the king. And here David calls him to himself. And Mephibosheth is on his face before David and says, Get up, Mephibosheth. I'm going to restore all the land to you. And I want you to eat with me at my table for the rest of your life. And then you look down at verse 11 in the middle. It says, So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. Verse 13, So Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem 
for he ate always at the king's table. Now he was lame in both his feet. You want to know the heart of David and how his heart is like the heart of God. Here David is seeking out someone who by all human standards should have been considered his enemy, a threat maybe, to to the throne, to the dynasty. And David seeks him out, a, a crippled man who has nothing to offer him. And he welcomes him in so that he can eat at his table with him for the rest of his life. A heart that extends mercy and kindness and a welcome to the one who should have been his enemy. That's the heart of the king. And that, I think, fills out our picture of how David is a man after God's own heart, because this is what God does too. Mm -hmm.